The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. A floodlight is more brighter than 100 watts. Is that correct? So there are different levels and illuminations of light. Follow me carefully. This is very important. So Jesus said, you are the light of the world. In other words, wherever you go, you bring illumination. Wherever you are, people must see this light, which which was the life of Jesus, which is in you. They must see it radiate through you. God is good. And all the time. I said God is good. And all the time. Amen. Well, welcome to our month of, this is our month of the greater light. And uh, I believe that this month God is going to do some awesome things in your life. Uh, Please be expectant today because uh, the presence of God and the power of God is going to show up and do exploits in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, are you ready for the word? Okay, please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 1. Verse 16. The book of Genesis chapter 1. Verse 16. Genesis for your information. Is the first book in the Bible. It's in the Old Testament. Are you there? I read. The Bible says that. And God made. Someone say and God made. The Bible says that. And God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm starting a new series that I have titled Unveiling the Mystery of Greater Light. Unveiling the Mystery of Greater Light. The kingdom of God is a kingdom full of mysteries. The kingdom of God is a kingdom full of mysteries. And what is a mystery? A mystery is something that is hidden from public eye view, but only revealed to those who have special interest in them. That's why in most cases, Jesus taught in parables. Jesus taught in parables. And when the disciples go to Jesus and find out why he's teaching in parables, he says to them, to you it has been given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. But to the world, they have eyes, but they cannot see. So we have to understand the importance of operating in this mystery. And when you are operating in the mystery of greater light, no one can have dominion over you. Say amen to that. So the scripture we read in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 16, 
The Bible says that God made. Now, I want us to underline that word made. God made. Anything that is made means time is taken, care is taken to carefully put it together. You and I were made by God. So the Bible says that God made two great lights. God made two great lights. That means in the kingdom of God, there are lights and there are also lights. In other words, there are different levels of light. Are you following me? There are different levels of light. You say how? Because God made two great lights. Now, Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, the Bible says, And God said, Let there be light. The light that God was talking about in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 is different from the light in Genesis chapter 1 verse 16. The light in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 is a lesser light. It's a lesser light. Follow me carefully. I pray that God will give you illumination. And after today, your life will never remain the same again. So the light in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 is a lesser light. Now in Genesis chapter 1 verse 16, God also made different levels of light. The Bible says that and God made Two great lights. There are two great lights. Two great lights. But among these two great lights, there is one that is greater than the other. Because he says that the greater light to rule the day. So you can see a clear distinction between the first two great lights that God made. He made two great lights, but then in the following uh, uh, phrase, we were introduced to another greater light. Another greater light. And the purpose of this greater light is to rule the day. The purpose of this greater light is to rule the day. And the lesser light, can you see? So God made two great lights and then all of a sudden we are introduced that he made a greater light the greater light is to rule the day and then also there is a lesser light. The lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. So the stars are also another category of lights. Many of you have been desiring to be stars. But you don't know that beyond the stars there are greater lights. And that's the dimension you are coming into. Amen. I prophesy over this house, over this church, that we will not be anything less than the greater light. Amen. Hmm. What is the pastor talking about? We'll get there. So the quick question we want to ask is, what is the purpose of the greater light? Because everything that, that God makes is for a purpose. God does not just make things out of Nothing for nothing. God makes things for a purpose. So what is the purpose of the greater light? The answer is still in Genesis chapter 1 verse 16. The Bible says that, And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day. So that's the purpose of the greater light. 
the purpose of the greater light or the function of the greater light is to rule the day. The function of the greater light is to do what? To rule the day. So that means wherever you see greater light, you see ruling. Wherever you see the greater light, you see what? Ruling. You see what? Dominion. Now, I want you to understand something. The day is already, day already have light. How many of you know that? Day, daytime already have what? Light. Yet, there is another greater light to rule the day. That means the light of the day is lesser than this greater light. Are you following me? The light that God made, which is the greater light, is greater than the light of the day. So the purpose of the greater light, number one, is to rule the day. Is to rule the day. Number two, the greater light has to be more brighter to be able to rule the day. Because if the greater light is any lesser than the light of the day, it cannot rule the day. Listen to me. God created light to have unquestionable dominion over darkness any day at any time. Any day, at any time. Therefore, when we operate in light, we also have unquestionable dominion over darkness. Amen. Whenever we operate in this greater light, we have unquestionable dominion over darkness. And that's where I see you going this month. Amen. That's where I see you going this year. Amen. This year is our year of influence and I see you influencing the nations for Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says in the book of 1 John, the book of John chapter 1 verse 4 and 5. Let's go and see the source of this light. Hallelujah. Because everything has a source, amen. Everything has a source. John chapter 1 verse 4. I read. It says, in him was life. He's talking about Jesus. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. In him, in Jesus, is life. This life is called the Zoe life. John 10, 10. Jesus said, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I have come to give you life, the Zoe life, the God kind of life, and to give you that life in abundance. Now, that life that Jesus is talking about is the same life in John chapter 1 verse 4. So the moment, the day you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, that life of Jesus, that Zoe life, that God kind of life came into you. There was a transfer. 
the Bible puts it this way, we are translated from the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light. Are you following me? So, in John 1, 4, the Bible says that in Jesus was life and this life which was in Jesus, when it comes into you, this life is translated into light. Holy Spirit, help them. You're not getting it yet. You'll get it soon. And the life was the light of men. Look at verse 5. Key verse, very important. Jesus said, the, and the light, now the life became light, and this light shined in where? In darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. That is light having unquestionable dominion over darkness. Wherever there is light, light will always have dominion over darkness. Darkness cannot question light. Darkness cannot understand light. Up until now, the Bible says that and darkness comprehended it not. The word comprehend means does not understand. Comprehend is, is a French word. Comprehend. Tu va comprehend? Do you understand? I think there are other, other languages that also has the word comprehend. Comprehend it? Is that Spanish? So the Bible says that, and the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now, I want you to understand that the light that we are talking about is you. The light we are talking about is you. Because remember, in him, in Jesus was life. And the life was the light of men. So, the light we are talking about is not the ordinary light that we see, but you. You are the light. What did Jesus say in the book of Matthew chapter 5? Verse 14, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. So you are the light. Now notice Jesus did not say you are the light of crawling. This is awesome. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. So that tells you that there are different categories of light. For instance, in, in physical term, there is 40 watts bulb, there is 60 watts, there is 100 watts. 100 watts is more brighter than 40 watts, right? And a spotlight, when you go to a stadium, you see a floodlight, right? A floodlight is more brighter than 100 watts. Is that correct? So there are different levels and illuminations of light. Follow me carefully. This is very important. So Jesus said you are the light of the world. In other words, wherever you go, you bring illumination. Wherever you are, people must see this light 
which is which was the life of Jesus, which is in you, they must see it radiate through you. What is the purpose of a radiator? What is the purpose of a radiator? To radiate what? To radiate what? Are you not sure? Do you have radiators in your house? We are in England for your information. What is the purpose of a radiator? To what? To radiate what? Heat. So what is the purpose of a Christian? To radiate light. The purpose of a Christian is to radiate light. Wherever you are, when darkness sees you, darkness must flee because Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Not you are going to be. Don't be confused. You are the light of the world. Hallelujah. Say a good amen to that. The Bible says that Genesis chapter, let's go back to John chapter 1 verse 5. It says, and the light shined in darkness and darkness comprehended it not. For light to be influential, light must not be scared of darkness. For light to be influential, light must never be scared of darkness. The only place light is recognized is when it shines in darkness. And I see you shining brighter this year. Listen, I want you to get this clear. Darkness, I'm making this bold statement and write it down. Darkness can never understand light. Mm. (laughs) Darkness can never understand light. Number two, darkness cannot question light. So wherever there is light, Darkness has to flee. Number three, light never argues with darkness. Light never argues with darkness. Whenever there is light, light have an unquestionable dominion over darkness. Light does not crawl. Light goes at the speed of light. This is your year of speed. This is your season of speed. Solution, I have come to announce to you, we have entered into the season of greater light. And nothing can stop us. Because the purpose of the greater light is to rule the day. And I decree over you at your workplace, in your office, in your area, you will rule from today. I said you will rule from today. 
it's time to place a demand on the anointing. I sense a strong anointing in this service. I said it's time for you to operate in the greater light. Anything that has harassed you until now, by the time you live here today, in that office, that evil spirit, that demon, that boss that has been harassing you, by the time you go back this week, they will not be there. I said they will not be there because your light will shine brighter this year. In the name of Jesus. When light shows up, darkness has to bow. Now, the scripture we read in Genesis chapter 1 verse 16, let's go back. The Bible says God made. God made. So, we want to go back and look at the process of being made because it's important. We have to understand the process of you being made. You see, because many people want to be great light or greater light, but they don't want to be made. (laughs) They don't want to be made. Thomas Edison, who made light, right? 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 It's like you're not sure. Did you do science or physics at school? What level did you do up to? (laughs) He made light, the inventor of light, he made it several times. How many times? 99 times. He failed or he passed 99 times. The hundredth time was a success. Now, it was a process of being made. He made it how many times? 99 times. He didn't just get up and invented light. For light to become influential, it has to go through a process of being made. So we're going to look at the process of being made. Matthew chapter 4 verse 18. Oh, this is, this is exciting. I love the word. This is going to be exciting. This is going to be exciting. I want you to get ready. Matthew chapter 4 from verse 18 to 20. I read, this is talking about Jesus. This is the early stages of Jesus' ministry. The Bible says that, and Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, just like God made two great lights. Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. Verse 19, the Bible says that, and he said unto them, Jesus said unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And they straight away left their nets and followed him. Now I want you to notice something in verse 19, key verse. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you. We're looking at the process of being made. 
If you want to be made, you have to be willing to follow. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you. If Jesus is saying, follow me and I'll make you, that means they were not made already. Remember, God made two great lights. So, if God is ever going to make something great out of your life, number one, you have to be willing to follow. You have to be willing to do what? To follow. And it takes humility to follow. It takes what? Humility to follow. Have you noticed those who are not willing to follow, they think they know, but they don't know. I remember many years ago uh, when we started the church in Hackney, every Christmas I used to take the church out for a Christmas meal. Praise God. Someone said, Pastor, why don't we do it here? (laughs) Because you're too many. I can't feed you all, praise God. So, um, on our way, one, when we were going, we had booked the, the place we were going, so we know the place, and so we were leading the church. Everybody was following us in the car, in their different cars. And then all of a sudden, one of the ladies, one of the members, decided to lead But she didn't know where we were going. Somebody's laughing. I know she knows who I'm talking about. There are some people in this service who were then there. So they know who I'm. And so she started leading. So I said to my wife, okay, let's just let her lead us. We'll follow. So we're following. She was going round and round and round and round and round. And then she finally gave up. And then... We took back, led them to the restaurant. And then after we sat down, so I asked, Sister, did you know where we were going? She said, no. (laughs) And I asked, so why are you trying to lead me who knows the way? People who think they know don't follow. And people who don't follow can never be made. It takes humility to follow. In this great church, there are great men and women, highly educated, people who have doctorate degrees, people who have PhDs, and so on and so forth. Name the degrees. People who are managers at their workplaces, but when they come in, they don't come and say, Pastor, Pastor, do you know who I am at my workplace? No, who you are at your workplace is irrelevant. If you want to be made great, you have to be willing to follow. Peter and the brother were already fishing. But Jesus saw them and said, yes, you are doing it, but you are doing it the wrong way. There is a greater dimension of what you are doing. And for you to be able to experience that, you have to first be willing to follow. So Jesus said, follow me. Follow moi. 
Not follow them. Follow me. Because I have something to show you that you don't know. I have something to show you that you don't know. You think you know, but you really don't know. That's why I always say that there is no place for any arrogant Christian in the kingdom of God. If you don't humble yourself, you won't go far. Ask Nebuchadnezzar. There is no place in the kingdom of God for arrogant people. As a matter of fact, they don't last. I've seen extremely gifted people who are extremely arrogant, who have come and gone and nobody heard of them. Why? Because they did not humble themselves to follow. If you are going to be made this year into a greater light, to be influ influential, you have to be willing, willing, willing. It's an act. You have to deliberately, consciously tell yourself, I have to humble myself. To follow, no matter what you know, a shepherd, a sheep can never lead a shepherd. No matter what the sheep knows, a sheep can never lead a shepherd. No matter what you know, a sheep can never do what? Lead a shepherd. So you have to be willing to what? Follow. Hallelujah. Are you still willing to be made? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. The making process is not an easy process. It's a humbling process. That's where God breaks you. Ah, he has to break you. He has to break that, that, that attitude. He has to break you. He has to break that pride. He has to break you. Isn't God interesting? Have you noticed? I don't know about you, but have you driven a car that wants to break down and notice where they break down? At the traffic light. <laughs> As the traffic lights. That car just wants to humble you. It just wants to break you. Now it found no other place to break down. But at the traffic light. Where you are blocking traffic. And everybody is. Boo, boo. That's where sometimes. Your number one worst enemy. Is behind you. <laughs> You have seen them behind the rearview mirror. So because of that, you can't come out. Because if you come out, they say, ah, we said it. We said it. But the devil is a liar. From today, no more shame. Amen. I said, no more shame. Amen. Anything that has put you into shame till now, it is taken away in the name of Jesus. Listen, this is an important statement and I'll say it again and I need you to write it down. You can never be made until you follow. No matter your level in society, 
You can never be made until you follow. Look at what Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 12. Jesus said, Jesus spoke again unto them saying, I am the light of the world. That's, that's leadership right there. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And for your information, everything you need, Jesus is. Jesus said, I am the door. If you need bread, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. If you need water, Jesus said, I am the living water. If you need somebody to guide you, Jesus said, I am the great shepherd. Everything you ever need, Jesus is. So why are you looking for something outside of Jesus? Everything you will ever need, good marriage, is in Jesus. Good wife, in Jesus. Good husband, in Jesus. So why are you looking outside? He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. You are in darkness. Jesus said, I am the light. Yes. Amen. You are about to die. Jesus said, I am the life. You need the key to the door. Jesus said, I am the key. What, what do you want apart from the I am? His name is I am. So everything you want, he will be to you. Amen. You want healing? Jesus said, I am your healing. You want shelter? Jesus said, I am your banner. Whatever you need, Jesus can give it to you. Why are you looking for something outside of Jesus? This year, your heart must be Jesus. All I want is Jesus and nothing else. Pursue after Jesus and nothing else. The Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away. But there is one thing that is sure. The word. The word is Jesus. Are you getting me this morning? So in John chapter 8 verse 12. The Bible says that then Jesus spoke unto them saying. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me. Do you see that again? Followership. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. (laughs) Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. Reason why you are walking in darkness is because you are not following Jesus. Examples of people who followed and were made. Elisha followed Elijah. Lot followed Abraham. Joshua followed Moses. Timothy followed Paul. The 11 disciples followed Jesus. Amen. 
It's not 12, it's 11. Because one of them was the devil. Say, <laughs> so why, why are you not saying 12? It's 11. You, the person will say, why are you not saying 12? is the Judas. We'll never include Judas in this case. The 11 disciples followed Jesus. Question, who are you following? Who are you following? What's your pursuit in life? Oh Lord, uh, this year I want to just make a lot of money, uh, you know. <laughs> is that your pursuit? This is the Bible says it will fade away yeah. like a vapor. Mm. For the women who cook in the kitchen, when you open your pot, the vapor shows up, and within a few seconds, it fades away. You can't see no more. Mm. What's your pursuit in life? Why don't you pursue Jesus this year? Why don't you pursue Jesus with all of your life? And all other things will follow. Finally, as we get ready to close, let's go and quickly look at a detailed process of how God makes us. Jeremiah chapter 18 from verse 1 to 6. Jeremiah chapter 18 from verse 1 to 6. We don't have the time to give you a background of this scripture, so I'll just read it and I'll explain it. The Bible says that the word of the Lord which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise, go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. I want you to underline the word, go down to the potter's house. Verse 3 says, Then I went to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. Underline the word, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel which that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, O house of solution, or put your name there. Can I not do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the master's hand or the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of solution. Now, this scripture talks about how God wanted to show Israel their sins that they were committing against God. They got to a point where they really not want to hear what God is saying. So God said to Jeremiah, and in those days, God would really speak to the prophet to speak to the nations. And we are coming back to that time where from this house, when we speak, the nations will hear. Amen. Say a good amen to that. Amen. I've said time and time again, a time is coming on a Sunday when I preach, newspapers will carry what I'm preaching amen. as the solution for the nations. Amen. Because they need to hear it. They need to hear the wisdom of God that is coming out of the church. That's why this is our year of influence. And we are going to influence the nations for Jesus. So God said to Jeremiah, go to the porter's house, for I want to speak to you. I want to give you a word. The porter's house there represents the church. Verse 3, 
The Bible says that then I went down to the potter's house and behold, I, I, I saw him route a work on the wheels. Now, remember we're talking about the process of being made. So, I want you to picture this. The potter makes clay. He makes ceramics, pots, and so on and so forth. So, when the potter is going to make maybe a ceramic plate or jug or mug, he will first go to the clay hill and he will pick up clays, right? And when he goes to go dig up clays, wherever he digs the clays from, the clay is full of rough particles. Isn't that right? And if the potter is going to make anything good out of this clay, the rough particles have to come out. The weeds, the stones, the plastics all have to come out. That's a process of being made. And when the potter is doing that, when he's taking those rough particles out, guess what he does? He takes water, pours it on the clay, and begins to mix it. Are you following the process? He begins to mix it. Whilst he's mixing it with his hands and mixing it, he's still taking out the rough particles. Now, in the porter's eyes or in the porter's mind, the porter knows what he wants to make, what he wants to design. And so the next thing he does after he's mixed the clay, remember, when he's taking out these rough particles, it's a painful process. That's where God takes things out of you. Anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, when he's taking it out of you, it's not easy. He breaks all your support system. He takes everything you've leaned on, your qualification, your degrees, like Moses. He was the most educated in Egypt, yet when it was time for God to use him, God said, I'm going to have to take you to the desert and break you to a point where you will not rely on your degree no longer, but you are going to rely only on me, Jehovah. Are you following what I'm saying? So when the porter is mixing the clay and putting water, the water there represents the word. So when he's mixing you, the clay is getting softer, but he's taking out stuff. That's why sometimes you are praying and you are crying. Within your secret place, you are crying. Nobody knows what you're going through. God is breaking you. The Holy Spirit is working on you. Why? Because until he takes out all these things, he can't mold you into what he wants to show to the world. And at that point, you think it's over. And the Bible says that the next thing Jeremiah saw, he saw the porter route a work on the wheels. Oh, the wheels there represents the vicissitudes of life. The problems. When the porter puts you on the wheel and he turns on the wheel, it's going 360 degrees. That's where you are getting dizzy. You say, God, what's happening? 
where are all these problems coming from? God, where are you? But don't forget that the potter's hand is always by the clay. Oh, I love, I mean, no matter what's happening, no matter the challenges, no matter the sicknesses, no matter the pain, no matter the confusion, no matter the rejection, no matter the desperation, no matter what you are going through, yes, the wheels of life is on. Things are not working right. It's a 360 degree turn. Things not to seem to go right. Your husband that used to love you don't love you no more. He doesn't care about you no more. You begin to ask God, where are you? You gave me this man. You gave me this woman. You gave me this dream. You gave me this vision. You said you will be with me. Where are you? The wheels are turning. The Bible says that you're out of work on the wheels. The wheels are turning 360 degrees. That's when problem when it's coming. It comes in. It comes in abundance. You know, it's like problems have spoken to each other. They are all coming together at the same time. You know, letters of death are coming everywhere. Bailiffs are knocking on your door everywhere. You wonder what's happening. They are coming from everywhere. The Bible says that he wrote a work on the vessel. And I love verse 4. Verse 4 is key. The Bible says that and the vessel that he made of clay was mad. Can you imagine? You are in the hands of God. God is making you. And yet you are mad. Mad there means broken, destroyed, disfigured. Nobody can see the exact image. What's happening? You are in the hands of God? God, do you know what you are doing? God is a master maker. And yet... It's the, the vessel that he made. The process of being made was mad. Just when you think, I've, I, I've finished with all this problem, another one shows up. A bigger one shows up. He said, but God, where are you? The Bible says that in the vessel that he made of the clay was mad. But I love one thing. It was mad in the hand of the porter. It doesn't mean God doesn't know what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He knows where he's taking you to. Things might not be working for you now, but just a matter of time, he will take you there. The Bible says not only that, so he made it again another vessel. There is always a second chance in the kingdom of God. There, there is always another making. Your, enemy, your enemies might be laughing at you now. So look at them. They are still there 10 years later. Oh, look at them. They are still there. They haven't improved. He's been in this country 14 years, 15 years, 20 years. He doesn't have an indefinite leave to remain. What's happening? Oh, he's still there. Still running. Still, still hiding. Still no paper. Still no job. Still no house. But notice he's going to make you again. I said God is going to make you again. I said God is going to make you again. He is going to make you again. Solution, God is going to make us again. God is going to make us again. It does not matter what has happened in the past. There is another making coming. There is another making coming. 
Bible says that he made it again another vessel as it seemed good to the potter. The first one didn't seem good. The second one seemed good. Do you know why? That it has to seem good in the eyes of the potter so that when the potter places you on the world market, no one can refuse you. They'll know that this is the best. Where did he come from? Where has he been all this while? That is going to be our testimony in this church. Where have we been all this while? All of a sudden, millions are gathering. Millions are being blessed. Where were they all this while? But they didn't know that God was making us the second time again. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God made it, the porter made it again as his same right in his eyes. Don't question God. He knows what he's doing. He knows where he's taking you. And he's going to make you into that greater light. In Jesus' name. Did you receive it this morning? Let's give Jesus a better praise. Every eye close, every head bow, please. Every eye close, every head bow. If you're here this morning, you heard the word. To be made, we have to follow. To be made, we have to humble ourselves. You are here this morning. You have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. If you die today, you don't know whether you'll make it to heaven or you make it to hell. If you are one of those people, I want to pray with you. I want you to give your life to Christ and make it to heaven. Heaven is real and hell is real. Even this week, Donald Tusk was saying there's a special place in hell for those who opted for Brexit without a plan. Even the world knows that there is hell. So if you're here this morning, you haven't given your life to Christ, I want to pray with you. Number two, if you are here this morning, you used to be a Christian, you used to be a committed Christian, you used to be dedicated, you used to love Jesus with all your heart. But somewhere along the line, something happened and you went back. It's okay. The Bible says that and the porter made the vessel again as it seemed good in his eyes. This morning, God wants to make you again. So if you are in one of those categories and you want me to pray with you, please lift up your right hand wherever you are in the church, at the front, at the far back, in the middle, wherever you are, lift up your hand. You say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to rededicate my life to Christ. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Yes. Today is your day of visitation. Today is your day of visitation. As the church is praying, please, I want to encourage you to take one more step in your seated position. Please rise up and come to me at the front. Those of you who have lifted up your hand, please rise up and come to me at the front. Please come. Please come. Please come. Please come. Today is your day of salvation. Just stand here and just face me. No, you don't have to kneel down, please. You don't have to kneel down. 
I'm a man just like you. Don't kneel down in front of me. Lift up your hands towards heaven. In a short moment, I'm going to pray with you. I want you to pray it from the depths of your heart. Jesus has a plan for you. You did not come here by an accident. You are here because he divinely orchestrated your steps. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart, we shall be saved. So I want you to say this with me as a prayer from the depths of your heart. Say with me, Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. Forgive me of my sins. Rewrite my name in the Lamb's book of life. From today, I have decided to follow you. No turning back. No turning back. In Jesus' name. Accept me, Lord, just as I am. In Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you for these precious children of yours. Today is their day. You have brought them in this house for this encounter with you. Let this experience remain with them for life. Put within their hearts a desire to love you, a desire to pursue after you, a desire to chase after your things. To love Jesus and him alone. In the mighty name of Jesus. The same grace that has brought them. I pray that that same grace will establish them. May their feet be established in your house. In Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Congratulations. 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 Come on let's give Jesus a praise. Come on let's give Jesus a, a praise. Hallelujah. I said let's give Jesus praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we've come to the end of the service. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.